0: Welcome to the Cherry Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Tanisha Cherry. In today's episode, I have my girl Nancy with me, and we're going to be recapping the season of our favorite TV show, Insecure. And we're going to be sharing with each other our thoughts on the season finale because we haven't discussed it yet, and then also be spilling some major relationship tea, so stay tuned. So I met my girl Nancy about four years ago. When she lived in Calgary, she recently moved back to Ontario in January and left me with all these crazy bloggers and influencers. I'm all by myself now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you left me, dog. I actually cried. Oh my gosh. I actually cried when you told me. I was you're
1: like, a G. You don't, you're a G. You don't cry. Stop it. I
0: did. I actually did cry. I, didn't, I don't even think I told you. I did cry. I was like, what? You're leaving me? I was actually so sad we started following each other on instagram um for a little bit and then after that we made plans to meet up for drinks i think we went to like cactus on 17th Ave or something like that
1: we did go for cactus you had white wine chardonnay i had my red you wine sure i
0: had white wine i didn't have a bellini
1: no you had your red wine really that's so you funny. had your white yeah you had white wine you had chardonnay and then i had um the red it was like happy hour too you know they always have happy hour all day, every day in that place.
0: <laughs> Yo, cactus club is the plug for happy hour. Um, but yeah, ever since I hang out, we've been friends ever since. And it's been a great time. Nancy, tell the people about yourself, girl.
1: Hi, I'm Nancy. You will to get to know me, actually. Just um, you have to like sit with me. I think my personality comes better in person. But if you want to get a glimpse of it, you can always check me out on my Instagram page at Nancy Mia. Mia spelt is M-E-Y-A-H, and you get to have fun with me on there. I post all the time there. I'm always into the makeup, beauty, lifestyle type of thing. I'm all over the place, and, you know, it's a fun time. I've been loving the photos that you've been posting on Instagram lately. I'm just
0: like, who is this diva? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who is this? Wow. Okay. That's, I'm like, this requires a repost on the stories. We got to share this with the people. So funny.
1: I've been, I've been feeling good. I think it's just like, I've been feeling really good about myself and, um, I'm not, I'm not stressed and it's just been a, a positive, like I, the world has stopped, but for some reason I've just t- took it as a way to just like re. Like, I didn't want to get sunk into the whole, we're in a pandemic. There's so many things going on when, like, everything happened in March. It just, like, the last weekend out was my birthday. And I just told myself, like, I'm not going to let this stop me. I'm not going to let this um make me – because there's a lot of people out there that are really, you know, depressed, and it's understandable. But I just decided that – um I just made a, ma- a major move, and I left a really important part of my life in Calgary, which was my adult life. So, like, I just didn't want that to just be s- – Like, I didn't want that to be taken all away. I wanted to prove that, like, I learned so much from Calgary and I'm going to show it through the essence of either my photos, myself, my attitude. And that's just what kept carried me, essentially.
0: I feel like it's agreeing with you. You definitely look a lot happier. You looked more relaxed and free. It's, it's a good look for you, girl. I like it. I like it. You know, I was a little worried at first because I was like, I don't know. Because as you said, you started your whole adult life in Calgary. So to go back home, even though it's home, you're not going back as the same person and people may still see you as that same person, like families and your siblings and stuff like that. So to go back and, you know, now be an adult and not be seeing them like in small increments, it's it's a transition for
1: everybody. And I think that's why we both love Insecure because like I So many of us can relate to these moments, especially those that either had adult relationship and adult friendships and, you know, so moving and all these things and moving on and moving through. And I think that's why most people our age are so in tune with Insecure. It's like Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it brings us it brings us to reflection and it kind of also makes you want to reflect on those around you. So, yeah, 100 percent.
0: So recapping Insecure every week over FaceTime is basically me and Nancy's version of a book club since she moved. And I think it's so cute. (laughs) It's been so fun to just dissect every part of the episode and just share with each other our past experience um, and add our opinions on, you know, what we've learned now. And it's also taught new things, taught us new things about one another. So I've, I've really enjoyed us doing the recaps. You're the only person besides Katrina. Katrina watches it too, but we don't get on FaceTime and like Kiki, you know, because I don't think she picks up on all the nuances. So, Mm. but like when we do it, like I love it and I'm kind of sad that it's over now.
1: (laughs) We got to wait a whole year because Issa don't like us. She's for the Girl. black people, but she don't <laughs> like
0: us. Girl, let's pray it's only a year because the way Issa be working, like, we get it, sis. But come on now. Like, it only takes you guys two or three weeks to record these episodes. You, they're still 30 minutes. It's only eight or nine episodes. So
1: it doesn't take you that long to record it. So y'all should be back do we got five episodes. It. We got five episodes. This season? When you put it in an hour span, oh yeah, good episode. (laughs) Okay, that's
0: true. In an hour span. So they should be batch recording it like it's very annoying. It's very annoying.
1: I just can't but you're also rushing the process if you do batch it though. You know that, right?
0: But Mm -hmm. I feel like it's not as bad if you're doing a continuation because they continued on from where they left off last season. So I felt like because they did that, they could have batched it this season and last season. Um. Yeah, I feel like they could have done that, but maybe for next season, I don't know. We'll see what happens. This season, we dove deep into the characters of Issa, Molly, Lawrence, Nathan, Andrew, and Tiffany. So many cast members. We still don't really know that much about Kelly, but maybe next season, I know. <laughs> we we saw that um, Issa finally got a handle on the career aspect of her life, which I loved. Um, Molly is now in a relationship with Andrew, aka Asian Bay. Uh, Lawrence Asian Bay is never- fine. He's Asian, so fine, Asian and you know he
1: got a Molly in real life, girl. He oh. got real Molly in real life. She's so she got her real hair too. Like she looks so cute, She's oh. gorgeous. Yeah. Oh my
0: gosh, I'm just like I can't. We see Lawrence in a relationship. We found out at the end of last season that Lawrence um and Con- Lawrence was dating Condola, or they went on their first date. I guess is what happened last season. So yeah. we now see Lawrence in another relationship, but this one's more serious. Nathan finally returns back on the scene. And then Tiffany um, also had her baby, and we start seeing her experiencing postpartum depression. And then, of course, the biggest theme of the whole season is the breakdown of Issa and Molly's
1: relationship. Oh, yeah. So- PTSD. PTSD. <laughs> think- that, that really brought up a lot of emotions out of me. That, the whole relationship. I down. know
0: it did. Oh, my gosh. So before we talk about our individual thoughts on the
1: finale episode, let's talk about the overall season. So what did you like about this season? The raw humanness of being an adult and dealing with these things. We all have those, as much as mm-hmm. we don't like to say it. And I think maybe because we're Black women, we kind of experience it a little bit more because, like, a lot of us are... You can make a move in the sometime in the Black community without someone saying you're changing, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I get that a lot. It's like, oh, why, why are you going here? Why are you doing this? Are you sure? Because, like, we're taught about, like, traditional jobs and those are the way to go about and i think molly she comes off so privileged in a sense that because she went the traditional route mm-hmm. essentially right and um so she was so confident and so she thought things were given to her and i see that a lot in a lot of people in, in in my life where they felt like because they've had um these traditional roles and these traditional jobs and they're like well i have a, i have a job now i have a career now i have this and it's like it's like checking things off the box, but it's like the happiness doesn't ooze out even with yeah, all those Yeah, the passion's
0: things. not there.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: that's absolutely. Because I feel like when we first met Molly, like the first couple seasons, I feel like she had a drive and she had a goal because remember she was trying to become partner of her mm-hmm. original um, law firm she was with and that didn't happen. And that's when she switched over to an all black law firm. And, you know, she obviously had a hard time transitioning there. But I feel like now that she has her, you know, foot in she's settled and you know she has this little rivalry with her one of her co-workers which I feel like is gonna they're gonna end up sleeping together like I feel like it because
1: they're two two peas in a pod like they are
0: they're gonna end up sleeping together it's gonna happen but I feel like we always saw Molly working towards something in her career and that fire was there and I felt like maybe that's what helped her be a little bit more balanced but now that she's more settled in her career and now she's trying to dive into a relationship we're just seeing, especially in an t- unknown territory, because all seasons, we haven't seen her in an actual relationship. We've seen her sleep with people. We've seen her had you know, fuck buddies and stuff like that, but we didn't see her in a serious relationship. And I feel like her trying to balance that or add that in has just thrown off her whole world. It's, it's a hot mess. Um, this season, what did I like about this season? I think the thing I liked is that they approached a lot of uncomfortable conversations, um the conversation the argument that um molly and Issa had you know that was uncomfortable to watch to see them both you know just like vomit on each other a verbal vomit of everything that they've been feeling that was uncomfortable um the other conversation where lawrence asked Issa why she cheated on him like that was like uncomfortable. But afterwards I felt so happy because I'm just like, this is the adult conversation we all need to have with our exes or our spouses. And not just like if they cheat on us, but if something is happening in the relationship, this is the kind of dialogue we need to be having no matter how uncomfortable it is. So that is one of the things I really appreciated
1: about this season. Um, And I think it's needed because what we, what we tend to do is we, we push things. We don't fight. For friendships anymore, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And, we fight for uh, relationships with yes, our spouses. But, we don't but, fight yeah, for friendships. You're right. We don't
1: fight for friendship but I think we should. I think there should be room for therapy for adult friendships. You know, mm-hmm. I, it's. I don't feel like I've I've known you since I was ten. I've known you since I was fifteen, and now I'm thirty-five. Like you know, for instance, like that shouldn't be easy to throw away. Like you, exactly. you know, you. I think it's it's good to, like, we should fight for our friendship. I could see them fighting in their own way, mm-hmm. but it was hard to watch because they didn't want to accept that the other person is changing. And that was exactly. also very hard to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other thing I realized, too, is that Insecure does a really good job of, like, showing you what the buildup is to something. You know, we've seen the little jabs throughout this different seasons, and this season, it just came to a head, especially because they're now totally in different places, And they have really come full circle with their change. And the same thing like with Issa and Lawrence. We've seen, you know, where the relationship was before. We saw them getting on a good track. Then we saw, you know, Issa cheat on him. We saw him find out. We saw the breakup. We saw him messing with the girl at the bank. We saw her, you know, basically homeless and trying to figure things out. We saw them awkwardly bumping into each other. Then, you know, he gets a job. Like we've seen that build up to now it's like, okay, these conversations may not happen overnight with an ex, but it can happen and there can be some sort of resolve and then the same thing with Issa and molly like we've seen all this awkwardness this whole season i like that they just don't patch and fix things right away we really see like that build up and it's annoying sometimes to watch because it's like okay you guys like just have the conversation like Issa and molly could have squashed everything at the grocery store but they didn't they sat here and shelled it for a later date and in real life that's what we do we'll be like okay well we'll talk about it later or we'll hope it goes away so we don't have to have that awkward conversations and we're seeing in real life this is what happens happens when you don't address
1: things with your friends the people that you love and care about and why is it that hard to address stuff with friends we could go in and try to resolve things with our significant others but when it comes to family and friends and people that like either raised you like we hold things in it's like Mm -hmm. why do we have that easy resentment toward the the so-and-so called people we love is is it because in human nature you just think just because somebody has unconditional love for you they're just supposed to know and I don't think that's fair. And I feel like that's where they, um, there's just an, a human concept of it that came out so raw because we all been through it. We always feel like mm-hmm. if, like it hurts you more when a friend does something to you or your mom does something to you or your brother does something to you and you hold that grudge you know, for mm-hmm. a very long time and you let it go because, oh, that's my brother. I'm not going to hold it on. But like, it comes out in different ways. It comes out like that negativity and that anger comes out in different ways. Yes, you may go to their birthday party, but you're going to always come out with a slick remark you know
0: <laughs> yo straight up my family functions all the time it's funny because I understand that ideology because I think we're conditioned that like if you're my great family and sometimes this family member and sometimes this translates into like childhood friends like we sit here and put so much on the fact that we have history so like almost anything goes all you have at this point is history then you don't have a relationship because at the end of the day, length of time does not determine the quality of that relationship, you know? Um, and I feel like, especially me, and my mom is like this, and I always get into, like, arguments with her about it. Because she'll be like, you've known them your whole life. Like, get over it. And I'm just like, that is not a past to violate me. And I feel like growing up, that is really what has, it's resulted in me having people in my life for too long that have done crazy things to me, you know? And it's annoying because no, we should be teaching our kids and other people that if you do something wrong, there's going to be consequences. And if you continuously do things wrong, then that's the end of it. And I've always been a person where it's like, I'll try to have a conversation with people and work through it because I don't want to lose that person because I truly value them. That's why they're in my life. But at the same time, it's just like, you're not going to keep violating me and making me feel a type of way And I'm just gonna keep you around because you've been here. Like, no, that's a threat. That's dangerous. You don't keep people around. I'm not into that whole saying of keep your enemies um, closer or whatever. Keep your friends closer, your enemies closer. No, I want the enemy far away because you are a dark cloud, and I
1: don't need you raining on. Oh my god, at all. Far, far away. It's it's, it's, (laughs) far away. Like it's terrifying. But like I get anxiety. Like I'm not. I I just had a conversation with a friend the other day mm. and I was just speaking to her and I was like I I like certain topics gives me anxiety and they give me certain people like you know and it's not because like I'm scared of them it's just that it's that overwhelming feeling that just makes me feel so unsettled you know I 100%
0: agree with that and I definitely I, had those sentiments before
1: yeah and I'm like I, I don't want that around me because like it makes me sick to my stomach and i get anxiety and and it's like and it's like i don't know what you're reasoning and why you're around me and that like that it's cuz i know if if someone doesn't like me it's better we stay away from each other
0: mhm i used to have a friend who used to always call me to tell me like you know obviously the gossip of what's happening with people but then she'd always tell me what people are saying about me or what the rumors were or whatever the case is and it got to a point where i literally used my heart would be every time her num- her name would pop up on my phone because I'd be like, okay, well, what are people saying about me now? Like, what did I do now? And it used to just drive me crazy to the point where it's like, it got to a point where I just had to end the friendship because I'm just like, this is toxic. Like, You are always the person delivering news to me about myself, negative news. And I feel like as a friend, you should be shielding me from that and you should be defending me. And if you don't feel comfortable defending me, then just shut it down. Because sometimes you have those relationships with people, you just don't know what's happening and you don't want to see the wrong thing. You don't know what the right thing is. And you'll just be like, that's cool. Like sometimes people will tell me like, oh, I don't like so-and-so. And and that person will be my friend. And I'll be like, well, so-and-so don't like you either. So what you telling me for? And that's the end of the conversation like you're not about to sit here and bash my friend to me that's not what's gonna happen it's it's uh relationships with females it's a mess okay so thinking about where you are at in life right now who do you relate to the most this season and why and maybe it does isn't a whole person maybe it could be just like them in a particular situation that you really related to but ahead, i definitely
1: girl. i definitely uh relate to isa i just think with the career set and I've been there. I funny thing is I've worked in, um, in a, in a, in a position where it's not nonprofit, but it's in the social service industry. And I was, I was in the happiest in it. Mm -hmm. And I left, you know, and when I was in Calgary, I started working in restaurants just to figure out what my next career move. And I focused more on about my blog and my Instagram. And that's really when I started pushing more on what brings me joy. And within that aspect me changing those careers like I've had a lot of people question me and look at me like I'm some bum you know because yeah, I didn't I didn't mm-hmm. yeah because I didn't want to do the traditional route but like what they don't know is it may not be where I wanted to be at the time but who knows I may have come back to it later when I figure out exactly how to navigate it because ISA ended up still finding a way to be in that nonprofit world in that giving back world but in a different realm and and the fact that a lot of people did, even her friends were shading her, like forget Molly, the way Kelly, and,
0: forget, nah, yeah, for,
1: forget Kelly, like forget Molly, but the way Kelly and Tiffany took it really, really showed, um, that some people just don't, because Kelly is an accountant, um, Mo, uh, Tiffany works in a really good firm, you know, for PR and communication. So, Isa taking that route, really like, threw them back. And they're already always pointing out, like, you're already struggling for money. You're already struggling for money, you know? You're the broke friend. You're Mm. the broke friend. But the passion that Isa had and it showed, it it, it really made me emotional to think, like, she almost never got to that point where she enjoyed it. And that conversation she had with her mom really put me at ease because, like... I love
0: that conversation. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, because people really think having kids, having a husband, having um, a, a right career path is really what makes somebody happy, but it really, it, it doesn't, you can have all these things. It may not just happen at that person's time, you know? And I, I, that's where I was like when I was in Calgary, like I was constantly, and I think you noticed that too. And my emotions were always constantly up mm-hmm. and down because yeah. I I wasn't like, I'm like, I'm always questioning myself if I was doing the right thing and about, you know, but when I focus on what makes me happy, like the results are there. Like you see, you tell me like my Mm -hmm. pictures look really good and I'm happy is because I'm focusing on things that make me happy. But now Mm -hmm. like, I want to get back into my field. I want to get back into the social service field. I've had a conversation about it, but not in a way where it was before I found ways that I could still do it and, and be a part of what I'm doing now, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's amazing. Th- and that's what people don't get is you could still keep that aspect of your career, but there's so many different ways to deliver it. The world yeah. is changing, you know? Um, it is. Yeah.
0: I definitely can 100% agree with that. And it's so funny when you pointed out how Kelly and Tiffany were hating on Issa. It's great. It's so funny because I always say that with support, you flourish, but so many of us do not receive that. And If we look at what Issa was able to do with this block party, that was because of the support that she received from Condola. You know, her friends had never supported her before. And that's why I feel like, you know, having, she didn't have that confidence to really do anything before. Had she not had Condola there, and it's not because of her resources and her skill set; it's really that support. Like every time she met with her, it was positive vibes. It was empowering. It was reassurance, you know, she was giving her that pump. And that's what you're community is supposed to do for you and that's what her friend should have been to her and i feel like if they were always more positive and supportive of her regardless of you know any trials and errors that she went through that they've witnessed she would be a lot further along because you know Issa supports them in what they're doing but it's just it was never reciprocated because again she was considered the broke friend but we saw what can happen to, with someone just having one person support you and that's and that's crazy i definitely um related to isa this season because i feel like i am you know in the groove work-wise with my nine to five um i feel like i'm in a good place with it i feel content and i also feel like i'm in a space now where i feel very comfortable exploring all the social media stuff like i have the YouTube channel you know I'm doing Instagram obviously and then of course I now have the podcast and I just feel really confident in my ability to put out great quality content you know I still suffer with not suffer but I still deal with imposter syndrome every now and then but it's just not as prevalent as it used to be you know I feel more confident trying new things and going into new situations, negotiating contracts, demanding a certain amount to be paid, I feel good. And I feel really great about the kind of work that I can put out and my creativity. And I just feel a a lot of inspiration and um, a lot of inspiration around me that's really helping to propel me further. So seeing Issa be able to accomplish this block party just made me feel like Girl, you literally can do everything. You have the resources, you have the skill sets, you have the talents, you just need to do it. So just do it. And if things don't turn out the way that you want it to, then you regroup and you look at ways you can improve and you do it again. And I feel like Issa really gave us all as creatives hope this season because being a creative is really um, challenging because a lot of people just don't understand it. And when you're mentioning, you know, people don't understand. When you came to Calgary and you weren't in your career field, and then even I know just being friends with you, a lot of your friends didn't support you being a social media blogger, but then they're supporting these other bloggers, you know who you're friends with or you know that you know or maybe you don't know who are acquaintances, and you're just like, "Well, hello, I do the same thing, I'm at the same events, I'm on the same campaigns, like why aren't you showing me as much love so and i
1: and I'll tell you this right now, and this goes to any blogger or anybody that's doing anything in a creative sense or you're just doing a career that nobody understands. I'm telling you right now, the last people to come around are the closest to you. Just keep pushing. Don't yes. even ask. You I don't need to ask somebody close to me to to support me, to share my stuff. If it's, mm-hmm. if they don't if you see me creating this content and you don't feel the need to share it, I'm not gonna ask you. Mm-hmm. You're the closest to me, you see me taking these photos, you sometimes help me with them. But if you don't wanna like it, you don't wanna comment, you don't wanna you know, tell somebody to follow me, I'm not going to be mad at you. Like I really am not because to me it's like maybe you don't understand it. And I and, and it's like I'm not going to beg. This is not a place for me to beg. This is my creativity and this is for me to share with those that are connected to it. If you don't connect to it, I don't expect people close to me to connect to what I'm doing. It's for other people out there that are looking for the same resources, you know?
0: preach sis so okay i've been dying to hear your thoughts on the season finale and i feel like that's why we haven't facetimed in a couple weeks because we didn't just want to slip into the conversation (laughs) as we want to discuss it on this podcast
1: let me just go back though to one thing you said about um imposter syndrome oh yeah go ahead Uh, um the comment you said about how you feel like you're you you go through that i feel like isa went through that after her success of the block party she really was you could tell she was really questioning Mm -hmm. you know like, is this really me? Or when she was describing it to these heifers that was out there <laughs> that played her at that dinner, at that lunch. I, I have not
0: hear the word heifer in forever. I see that all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad how they played Isa at that those bachelorette girls. Oh my god.
0: Oh, oh my gosh. But so you could funny.
1: tell, like, her explaining herself. She didn't. She almost didn't believe it. Like, this is what oh. she was doing. So yeah, but. It was real realistic, but yeah, Um, going back to the finale. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? No, you start. Um Honestly, <laughs> I felt like the writing at the end was lazy. Condola did Ooh. not need to get pregnant. We're tired <laughs> of this. We're tired of Black relationship always getting broken up by break babies. Like, Sound stop. Awesome. <laughs> like, it's stupid and it doesn't fit Condola's character or the demeanor you guys wrote her in in the beginning and how she came into the season you know (laughs) so it was like who wrote that go back like
0: find out who wrote it
1: (laughs) like if if the girl that was messing with Lauren the first time the girl that was working in the bank because she was so carefree and she was about family and she ended up getting pregnant it would make sense right because like like her personality was just like that but Condola's personality doesn't fit like I just had a baby with somebody that my friend just literally said to them. You were, um, what, do you, what did you call them? What do you call these people that that they come after your your real relationship? Those people, like the person you date after your real relationship to get you over it. Like it's in the tip oh, of my okay.
0: yeah, rebound. Re- okay.
1: re- I'm just tired of hearing like. These stories, like it just didn't fit Candola's personality and the the moves she was making and the way she was coming about this show. So why now all of a sudden she's like, I'm going to keep this baby of a man that I know who don't want me when she didn't want to be like her. Like it, there's just a lot of things that didn't make sense. And I didn't like how it ended. <laughs> I wish I wish it started the last like the next season with this it was like Issa and Lauren like going off to being happy, you know. And then the next
0: nah, season, they could leave us like that.
1: <laughs> and then, yeah, and then the next season starts. Like, Condola might be pregnant, and then I'd be like, "Oh, now we have something to really digest all season." And also with Molly and Andrew, I thought it was lazy too. How like that conversation went? It could have went a lot more deeper, but it just left Molly in like, "Oh my god, I'm so sad." Let me call Isa. It didn't really. Andrew didn't get a chance to hit it to the point where she could reflect before calling Issa, you know, she mm-hmm. needed to sit down and really think about it. And I don't know. It was just the only thing I did like was like them trying to like, like suddenly just kind of put in that Tiffany was struggling with um, postpartum. And mm-hmm. I did kind of enjoy that aspect of her their friends. I wish my friends can chase me down like that when I have a baby. That was so interesting. Um,
0: I liked the Tiffany, I feel like they didn't even go into it that deep, but I felt like I also enjoyed the way they did it because it showed a different side of postpartum. Mm -hmm. And I watched some interviews with Amanda Seals where she said like she consciously, you know, did things where she slowly let go of her appearance. Like she slowly stopped getting her nails done and manicures and stuff like that. And Tiffany's that girl that always has her nails done. Like those small things that we should have noticed about them that we didn't notice. So I felt like I liked the way that they showed postpartum because it can look different for everybody. And I think we need to learn as a society to be able to identify when someone is asking for help, because sometimes what people don't realize is the person that's experiencing it doesn't even realize what it is. They don't experience that they're unhappy. They don't realize that they're unhappy every day or they're extra moody. They don't, you know, and sometimes they feel it, but they don't know what it is. You know, they're just thinking that, oh, I'm just tired and exhausted. And it's just like, you're not physically tired. You're just mentally tired and drained. Mm -hmm. You know Your emotions are just weighing very heavily on you. And that's why you're not doing X, Y, Z and you're not as perky and blah, blah, blah. And I need people to
1: stop. Yeah, I think that was really good. And I need people to stop guilting women into having kids. I really need to stop other women thinking that, giving false narrative like my my kids are my world my kids are so perfect like stop be be honest there's nights you had terrible days trying to put this child to bed like stop trying to make other people feel guilty by being honest that they're struggling you know
0: 100 um this finale was everything i did not think it was going to be like honestly i feel like the season teasers that they gave us were lies and lies and lies like in my head i thought okay we're going to find out in the season finale whether she chooses to be with Nathan or she chooses to be with Lawrence because obviously that's going to be a question that happens and we're going to see her do something, right? And then I felt like her and Molly were going to be able to come together. Cool. I thought for sure... Um, Andrew and Molly would ride off into the sunset as well and you know that's what it is I thought the big the big our biggest questions of all season were going to be answered and they weren't I felt like every storyline was a cliffhanger because even the Tiffany situation yeah they found her but then it's a cliffhanger of like okay well what's going to happen next with her like she's experiencing postpartum are they going to seek help does she do this again does it take a big, take a bigger strain on their relationship? You know? And the interesting part about it was that we saw her husband start to place blame on himself because he's like, you know, I, I, I missed all the signs and, da, 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 and whatever. And I feel like in real life, men don't even understand it. They don't even take that accountability that they didn't recognize this. And they usually just put blame on the other person. Like I have a friend who experienced a lot of postpartum, um, experienced postpartum after she had her daughter and her, you know, significant other, he, ins- he didn't recognize it. And even when she's saying like, you know, I'm experiencing postpartum, he would basically guilt her and say that you're a bad mom. You know, you're not behaving the way a mother should. And I'm just like, what part of postpartum do you not understand? And he continues to do it now. And I'm just like, that's, awful so that was interesting to see him you know take accountability even though it's not something that he needs to take accountability but just to like self reflect um, but yeah I just feel like this, season, this finale was just not what I expected the pregnancy came out of nowhere for me like this is how they did us they did us so dirty they start the episode with them, like, being so happy and love. And, like, they have a routine. They're both doing their thing, you know. She's supporting him. He has this new job opportunity. They're making jokes at each other. Like, I felt like it was so cute. I'm like, I want this relationship. I'm loving this vibe. But the
1: then- relationship <laughs> is so real because you know what it is? Um, spending that many years with somebody, you know, mm-hmm. you get to see why they were together. Because I think we didn't yeah. get to see why – Isa and Lauren work cuz in the beginning of the, c- the series it yeah. just Lawrence was just painted as this guy that's been on uh, unemployment for 2 years
0: <laughs> We didn't get it we're like girl why are you with this bum Yeah. Like now Get it, you know. Now we see the essence of the relationship and they love that they have for each other. And I really enjoyed watching that. And I'm just like, I love this. Like I've had this banter back and forth with a significant other. And that's the things that when a relationship ends, when people say I miss the friendship, that's what they're referring to. They're not referring to the sex, they're not referring to the dates, they're referring to that, you know, those yeah. conversations you have, being able to, you know go for a new opportunity and having that support there and somebody to call you afterwards and say like, hey, how'd it go? Okay, well, let's celebrate. It's like, I didn't get the job yet. It's like, yeah, but let's celebrate you going after for it. You know, having that push and that support and positive vibes around you. So I really like seeing that. And then they crashed and burned with Condola coming in at the end. I was like, wait, what? Huh? And when that happened, I had to like click the um my iPad because that's what I watch it on. And I'm like, wait, how much time do we have left? And I looked and I was like, hey, we're going
1: to be talking about this for a bit longer. <laughs> like, uh, where are we going with this? <laughs> yeah, I was I was mad. And but I think there's two good things that came out of Lawrence this episode, the last episode that really like that really like made me feel some type of way the way um, the way Lawrence talked to Isa when he's like, he's now comfortable working for somebody because he always oh thought like God. he had to be uh, a boss and he had to create these programming and do these coding and be the part of, he, he didn't want to be a part of a team. And that's what he, that's why he was on unemployment for so long. But now mm-hmm. it's almost like he, after working at his company and realizing You could still work in a team and still be a creator and create.
0: Exactly. Some people flourish in team environments and some people are great being the head of it. And there's nothing wrong with either position. I know a lot of people will sit here and say, you know, we've seen Damon Dash and, you know, recently Beast Simone talk about like, You know entrepreneurship and business and the boss, being the boss, not being the worker. There's nothing wrong with being either or. As long as you're happy and you are living a life that's fulfilled and you feel like you're being compensated well um, to your expectations, there's nothing wrong with being the worker or the boss because sometimes being a boss is not all it's cracked up to be. You literally are in control of everything. You have the world of everyone in your company or your team on your back because these people's livelihood, you know, is dependent on your leadership. And that's pressure in itself. Like a lot of bosses, leaders, CEOs, directors, they don't have any time to spend with their family. They're missing out on stuff because they aren't able to just punch in and out. Their work day never ends. So there are pros and cons to both of it. And I agree with you. I really appreciate it when he said that, because a lot of us, you know, again, we're conditioned to think this is the way, this is success. This is what success looks like. Not realizing success looks different for every single person. And we just need to identify what that is to us. And that may even change throughout our career. You know, we may start off as a boss and then later come out to say that, you know, I just want to be on a team. I want to be collaborative. Maybe I just want to punch in and out and not have to think about it and do other things. It's, you know, it's different, but no, I a hundred percent agree with you. Um, (laughs) this episode was a hot mess you know so funny this is the first time that i went on twitter while i was watching the episode because i'm like yo i gotta see what the people on twitter are saying yes and girl these people were clowning condola's name okay i was dying i'm just like why are they doing her so greasy
1: (laughs) she she probably hates the day she took that job Dog. From the day she took that job, she was not liked. She know. for no My reason. Favorite.
0: I know, and she's so pretty, and I liked her on that show. We all liked Condola in the beginning until we found out that she was dating Lawrence and we're like, oh fuck that bitch.
1: But not even that. I I asked out Condola when she was like to Isa, did Lawrence not tell you? oh my gosh I hated that that's when I that's when
0: I didn't I was like like, you are such a
1: female like I thought you were such a boss that just shows you just because someone has a good job a good Mm -hmm. career make boss move don't mean their mentality has changed from that mean mean girl teenager attitude 100% like girl why are you approaching
0: me about what Lauren said why weren't you at work why you ain't been returning my calls honey we got business to take care of like where your mind at exactly like okay and But, um, the funniest names that people had put on Instagram when I was looking or not Instagram, but Twitter, my favorite was canola oil.
1: (laughs) That was mine because you know what it is. I was just going to say canola oil was my favorite. I don't know what Uh, it was. And then my
0: other favorite was condolences. (laughs) My and then i favorite. see someone put coconut curry soup i'm like where you get that one from that one's not good
1: <laughs> i say canola oil because she always looked moisturized and like put down her hair always look her hair always looked like that shit is drenched in good butterly oil like that's why i call her canola oil
0: <laughs> mama is glistening coconut oil like girl canola we gotta look at that name what does that mean
1: <laughs> why did they pick that name <laughs>
0: i'm sorry for anyone whose name is actually condola in real life i'm sorry we're not clowning your name okay we're talking about the tv show.
1: that's like these twitter people are not mature enough to take no black
0: twitter is savage like it doesn't matter what they do like that's the one thing i love about black twitter on um is that they just make everything just so much more fun and entertaining but overall this um season finale i did not like these cliffhangers um like the one thing i really didn't like is like okay how are we gonna start next season are we gonna do a continuation and leave um where we left off like we did with last season because i remember starting this season i'm like why is tiffany still pregnant like she's been pregnant forever (laughs) and someone's like it's a continuation i'm just like okay or are we gonna see next season like condola's five months pregnant or did she have a miscarriage or did she have an abortion like it's just it's a lot I, I don't know. So what do you want to see happen next season?
1: I want to see more positivity for Issa. I just want her to be in a really good space. And I love her, her assistant, even though she ain't getting paid. Oh, her paid. assistant's
0: great. I need, I need a more, I need her more on the show too. She's yes. great. And her brother. I loved yeah. her and her brother being more active this season.
1: Yeah. That was a great relationship to, to watch. Um, I want to see Lawrence really stepping up to the plate. And, um seeing what he's going to do whether Kendola decides to have the baby or not like
0: but what can he-, he do he already said he wants to be with Issa, and i loved how he fought for her he was just like he did not back down and he was just like okay i recognize you're angry you're upset you're shouting you're frustrating i'm gonna take it and i'm gonna tell you that i love you and i want to be with you and this is not the situation but i need you yeah. i love that he really fought for the relationship he didn't just say like well here's your her out and I appreciated that so much. Oh my gosh. Okay, so it next hurt. season it
1: yeah, did right.
0: hurt. It made me sad. I was just like, fucking bitch, why? <laughs> I want Molly
1: to sleep at that at her psychiatrist's like Girl. couch. You need to be there twenty four hours being monitored.
0: Every day on lunch break. Honey. <laughs> every day on lunch break
1: <laughs> you're too dangerous for society right now with that attitude
0: it's like we almost i feel like we almost need a flashback into molly's upbringing to get a better understanding for her and maybe that's what they should do next season like maybe we should dive into when Issa and Lawrence first met maybe we should dive into the friend group Because we also, I forgot to mention the breakdown of their whole friend group as a result of Issa and Molly on the outs. Like, the whole friend group kind of just, you know, broke off a bit and everybody went their separate ways. Um, I would love to see some flashbacks. Next season would be really great to see, but we would need more episodes because y'all can't give us nine or even half hours. Like, no. But we need to dive into, like, their upbringings to see why they are the way they are. And I would really like if they would bring my boo-boo dro back because, oh, my gosh, he's.
1: he's so fine but he's so like i still don't believe that his wife knew he was messing with molly i don't care no, what I, that's no.
0: The one thing i did not like about him on that season i felt like okay so i'm confused so was he in an open relationship or was he lying i just feel like i need to go back and watch it
1: because i was like okay sure you're in an open relationship but i don't think it in, in, like entails you messing with a girl you had a crush with in high school exactly. and college
0: i don't like, think they were in an open relationship and i feel like that's why molly got so mad
1: I don't know. He was treating Molly like another
0: relationship. It's not like, I don't know. It was too much. I can't. He was treating her like a girlfriend. And then all of a sudden your wife pops up pregnant. And it's just funny because Molly doesn't take into consideration. Like, girl, you are the side chick. He's going to continue sleeping with his wife. Like, just because he's an open relationship doesn't mean that their relationship isn't going to progress. Like, it's still going to move.
1: And that's what I was like, okay, like, why was Molly mad at her dad for cheating on her mom? you know, like, for so long? And it's like, is she entailing the fact that, like, she's not a... I was like, like Molly, let right. it go. When her brother was like... <laughs> that conversation her brother said to her... Wait, can we say the N-word here? Can we say... Can we yeah. say okay, so I was just saying, like, when her brother was like, dad was a nigga too, you know? <laughs> he did nigga shit. <laughs> I was like...
0: Where is the lie, honey? I just feel like, you know, that whole situation where her and her dad kind of annoyed me. No, it really annoyed me because it made me think of people who whose parents have been married their whole entire life and then decide to get, like, divorced when, like, the child is, like, 20-something or, like, 30, and they get really upset. And it's like, you are grown. Like, your parents' relationship is not your business. I can understand when you're younger and your mm-hmm. household dynamic changes, but you are a grown person with your own family, your own life, like your parents' relationship should not concern you unless, like, somebody is physically being abused or something like that. But uh, as for them not working out and not being together, like, that's still your daddy and that's still your mama and y'all are still yeah. a family. They're just and not think, a couple.
1: And when someone said, like, your mom let it go, when her brother's like, mom's okay with Girl. it, she moved on from it, it ain't your fight. Why is... It ain't is- fight, sis. Oh my I'm God. just... And it's like, and she wasn't doing it because she was mad for her mom. It was like, it's almost like she was doing it because she was mad for herself. It's like, were you the one getting cheated on?
0: No, but you notice Molly always picks up people fight because if you think about it, it was the same thing with the whole Nathan and Issa thing when she told Nathan, like, you know, Issa doesn't want to talk to you or whatever the case is like, you know, you messed up like that wasn't your place. You know, it's cool to have your girls back, but that wasn't your place to step in and do that. And obviously we saw Issa get pissed off at her for that. And she should have been a little pissed off a bit longer. And. This whole situation is a hot mess. So, I wanted to share because as I was watching this episode, I totally thought of a situ, my one of my past relationships. And I was like, yo, I've been Issa in this Lawrence and Condola situation before. <laughs> and it's so funny because I don't even think I do, do tell,
1: do <laughs> <Okay>. tell, girl.
0: <laughs> so, he's totally going to listen to this podcast. It's going to be so funny. And I'm going to send it to him. So, I was dating um, this guy, and we're going to call him D
1: because that's That's, that you can't you can't because that's my man's name
0: (laughs) i don't even know your new man's name (laughs) so we're gonna call him d and so we were dating we had just started dating it was long distance he lived in toronto and he still does um you know we met a few years before me and him reconnected in probably like february i would say dang it wasn't even like We reconnected in February. We started like probably dating around March. It was like the early state of dating where it's like you're a couple, but you don't really know it yet. Mm -hmm. And you haven't maybe yet put a name on it, but you're about to around that part, whatever. So him and his ex had stopped dating. They broke up in like November, December. And usually I wouldn't talk to someone that had just recently been out of a relationship, but considering why they broke up, and how long their relationship had been in a decline, I was like, oh, whatever. Like, it's not going to be, you know, a him hop back to his ex thing. Like, I wasn't concerned about it. Anyways, so yeah, a month or two after, you know, we reconnect and we're, like, dating, we're together and stuff like that, he comes and tells me that his, you know, ex popped up and she's pregnant. And I was like, what? Were you hurt? I was, like, I wasn't hurt because I wasn't hurt. I was just, like, I was just thoroughly confused. I was just shocked. I was like, wait, what? And just to, like, for the listeners, so, no, he did not cheat on me. She was, like, months pregnant. Like, she had gotten, I guess they would have conceived towards the end of their breakup, like, before they broke up. Mm -hmm. So, she was, like, that many months pregnant. So, I'm just kind of like, wait, what? Like, huh? What's going on? So, like he was really, you know, frazzled about it and I was just trying to be supportive because I just didn't know how to and I was younger. I didn't know how to even like approach it. I just felt like, okay, I need to be there for you because this is shocking, like, you know, you're about to be a dad and stuff, you know, you obviously, you know, his quote was, you know, I don't want to have a baby with someone I don't trust and I don't even like, you know, like how this is not this ideal situation for me. Anyways, long story short, I ended up staying in a relationship with him. And we ended up breaking up, obviously, because we're not together now. But I was in that Issa situation. And for me personally, I went into it thinking that I could deal with it. And I should have ended things there. Like, I should just continue being friends with him. But I really ideally should have ended it there. Because while we were trying to build, this whole life transition was happening for him. And as much as he said it's not going to change anything, it changed everything. Like, honestly... You know, our communication broke down. We weren't talking to each other as much. You know, there was no effort from him in the relationship anymore because he was just so weighed down and stressed out by the fact that he's having a baby with this girl. And then she was just making things so complicated. Then she knew, found out we were together and she was making things extra complicated. It was causing stress between him and his family members because they just felt like, like, why are you dating someone? Why don't you just go back to so-and-so? She's having your baby and da-da-da-da. So it caused a lot of strain on our new relationship and I should have really just ended things sooner. And obviously we ended up breaking up like months after as much as I want her and Lawrence, like, okay, Lisa's situation is different for me because she was dating Lawrence for a very long time. And Lawrence seems like he really wants to make things work. And I also don't see Condola being petty, but we don't know because, you know, hormones change. She still is trying to actually be with Lawrence. And then to find out that he went back to Issa, the girl that she did um, the block party with, who said that, you know, no, I'm not interested. They both swore on it. And now they're back together. Her petty level may just come
1: out now. So, First of all, Condola is petty. <laughs> okay. She been petty because... Who you, why are you asking your man? Had his ex not cheated on him, would he stayed? What kind of backward ever? That was the dumbest about- question.
0: That wasn't even like, that was the stupidest question ever. Like, um, no, because things were fine. Why wouldn't I break it up? But that doesn't mean that we were meant to be. Like, that was the dumbest question. When she asked yeah. that, I was so fucking annoyed. I
1: was like, was he supposed to say, yeah, have, if I would have met you at Tiffany's party for her baby shower and me and Issa were together because she didn't cheat on me, I would have left her for you. Is that what you wanted to hear?
0: That didn't make sense at all. Like, I hate when girls do stuff like that. It's just, it's just so stupid. It is. It's, it's pathetic,
1: really. She left but, her man um, for no reason. We don't know why she left her man actually, but she left her man for a reason we don't know about. But she said it didn't oh, work. Yeah, they got yeah. yeah, and then yeah. she said that she wasn't ready to get a marriage, which is fair. But I think Lawrence took it that she didn't want kids, right? But mm-hmm. I don't think she never. She's never said she didn't want children. But you could just. But the vibe that Condola was putting out there is like. Lawrence was just like a side thing so she
0: really did put out that vibe so the fact that she's still so thirsty now and I feel like she's thirsty now because she just didn't want him to go back to Issa yeah. and that's the problem that some of us women do because I've definitely been that girl where I've been in an ancient situation but I know there's a girl specific girl in the back lurking and I'm like no I don't want him to be with her but the thing is sis like If he wants to be with that girl, he's going to be with her regardless, you know, regardless of y'all are in a relationship, whether you're not in a relationship, if that's who he wants, that's who he wants. And you need to be confident in yourself and say like, well, if he don't want me, then that's his loss. And that's it. So when I think about the situation that I was in with D, I felt like I should have never even continued a relationship. I should have been like, you know what? This is a huge transition. Let's just be friends and continue to get to know each other and go from there. And I think that would have been better because obviously we're not together now. When I look back on the relationship, I just felt like it was a relationship that to be honest, didn't really need to happen. It was just, it didn't need to happen. Like he's a great person. Like, you know, we could be great friends. We still talk um, every now and then, but it's a relationship that didn't do anything for either one of us, to be honest. I feel like, Um, I don't know about him, but it didn't need to happen. But with Issa and Lawrence's situation, because they have so much history and they were just about to start round two I personally feel like she could go ahead and see what happens um but you know she's going to be opening Pandora's box there's going to be a lot of issues that they go through because again as you said um Condola is petty and being pregnant can be more petty and then finding out that Lawrence is in a relationship not even just a relationship but in a relationship with Issa who he always made it clear wasn't an issue is going to be even more problems so I don't know. Um, My biggest thing that I definitely want to see happen for next season is I want to see Issa continue with this boss bitch energy that she's been exuding and embracing. I definitely want to see that. I want to see Molly change because honestly, Molly has been the same every season. We need her um, character to evolve and have learned something. Either fully dedicate to being an asshole and a terrible friend or dedicate yourself to changing, but we need to see some sort of a pivot in her character because we're tired of Molly and she's exhausting us. Also, do you think Lawrence is going to take the job in San Francisco now?
1: Because Issa was ready to pack her bags and leave. Issa should have ran with him. <laughs> she was about to. <laughs> because like, Issa just remind me so much of myself when she's like, Yeah, things worked out well. you literally did.
0: Yo, you guys, Nancy literally packed her bags up. First of all, Nancy (laughs) is dating her man. And she literally, like, just, first of all, she didn't even mention that she got back into a relationship with her ex to me. And all of a sudden, I see them on a vacation. I was like, oh, okay, sis, do you, girl? And then all of a sudden, this bitch just wants to run off to Ontario. And I'm just like, wait, huh? And then I was like, oh, so you moved back with your family? She's like, no, me and my man. I was like, okay, sis, go off. (laughs)
1: But it's not even that. Like I was planning to move back to Ontario regardless. He just happened you to, been
0: saying that. Yeah, you it just been happened been to come me.
1: in a time where, like things just kind of fell together, and I blame my mom for it. <laughs> blame mom, <We laughs> you know. Everything. But just things kind of fell together in a way, and that vacation that happened, it was like, hey, there's a wedding. I'm gonna get you a ticket. Let's see if we actually have. Still have chemistry. It was just like a test vacation. I'm like, fuck, I ain't got nothing else to do. Girl, take <laughs> that trip, honey. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was great. But I, so you talking about your ex having a baby? I've actually been in a relationship in Calgary like that,
0: <laughs> where they had a baby while
1: you were in a relationship with them, or they already had a child. Um, they like the child was just born, kind of thing. Oh my gosh! But like he what was. We-
0: things to ourselves
1: and like but he'd been trying to holler at me prior to that right like he was trying to get okay. with me prior to that and I didn't know he had a kid and oh. until this day I don't know why I even pursued that relationship it was like such a waste of time because I don't, we're dumb we are yeah. dumb it was <laughs> such a waste I don't care if that somebody that knows him listen to this but like such a waste of my time I'm gonna say this like the whole time I was in a relationship I was never fully in my head like wanted I was just happy to end it. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like it, it didn't, it didn't make me feel anyway, because even the way he was to his, the mother of his child and the way he was as a father didn't even intrigue me. Cause I'm like, you're not even a fully committed dad, bro. Like you need to go, you know, but I think as women, what I've always had to had in my head and I told myself, I don't think I could ever be with another man that has kids because like, I feel like it, it robs that intimacy when you first your first your first child with somebody and if they already I went agree. yeah when they already go through that with somebody else I'm like this shit is nothing to him like I it's like you're gonna be on it on your own and I yeah. kind of I want to experience my first child with somebody I already that didn't have a child so we both go through it together
0: me too. There's a lot of complications and challenges that come with dating someone that has a child and I'm not saying that you can't or you shouldn't. It's just a lot that you need to take into consideration. How old is that child? What is the relationship with the mother of that child? When did you guys end um, you know, have there other, been other people around your child like significant others either on the mom or the dad's side? Um, do I know the mom? Does she know me? Is she in a relationship? Does she still want you? Like there's just so many things to consider. And I feel like at this age, like we're still young in our prime. Well, you're in a relationship and I'm single. But um, I just feel like I'm just too young and cute to be stressed about things like this. Like, let me wait until I'm however old and if I'm still out here playing the field kind of thing, then maybe you know, that'll have to be one of the things that are no longer a deal breaker. But
1: yeah, like when you you're in your mid
0: thirty and you Yeah. I'm just like right now. No, I don't have the time for this. Sorry. Yeah, because like
1: I'm, I'm still 29, but I'm, I'm assuming like let's say, like those are in their when they're 35, almost 40 or so forth. And the the pool of having men that age with no kids or women that age with no kids is very it it slims right. So if so, as you get older, that pool of no children kind of slims for you. So you 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 usually meet people with kids at that age. So, I. It's, it's just a lot of things like I, I can't date a man with a child. I have I've came to a conclusion that's just not what I'm into. And I want to have kids with somebody that wants to have kids with me for the first time. If we don't work out in the future, we've tried it. But then at that point, now I'm going to if I'm going to be going back out there dating, I'm going to be dating people with kids, you know.
0: Exactly. Because
1: now we're in the same mindset because we have both have children. 100%.
0: So Vulture.com writer Angelica Bassine said it best. There's something moving about being able to escape into a vibrant series populated by beautiful and beautifully rendered black and brown folks that allow them to just be. And she's talking about Insecure the Series and what it means to the culture. And when I was reading this article, I was just like, it just makes me reflect back on shows like A Different World, Moesha, New York Undercover, and of course, Girlfriends. Um, that have iconically captured the authenticity and essence of Black culture. You know, these shows are just not entertaining, but they're so necessary because they help us grow. They teach us things. And they're specifically shaped, um, these shows specifically, have shaped me into the Black woman I am today. And I feel so blessed to grow up at such a t- um early time in my adolescence seeing black women of all shade ranges be represented on television as the cool girl the funny girl, the rich girl, the really smart girl, the fashionable girl, um, the popular girl. But, you know, under that, she was always still beautiful. She was always still ambitious. She always had drive and mm-hmm. dedication to whatever it is that she was trying to chase or fulfill in her life. And I held on to some of that and I wish more of that representation was available when I moved back to Calgary from Miami, because this is all when I lived in Miami that I was put on to these shows because, you know, blackness is everywhere. Black excellence is there. There used to be so many black televisions and sitcoms on TV at the time when I was growing up in Miami. But then obviously moving back to Canada, I saw that transition where we were no longer represented and it just, we weren't everywhere before. And because I experienced that at such a young age, I was able to hold on to that throughout middle and high school. Um, But unfortunately, I wasn't able to build on to that as I was growing up. Like I can only hold on to those, you know, those moments that I experienced in Miami, but I wasn't able to add on to it. And that's because those resources weren't available to me anymore. Not just the television shows, but the visibility just wasn't there because you come to Canada at that time, especially, you know, there weren't a lot of black kids and kids that looked like me. Um, what shows did you watch growing up that helped shape who you are today?
1: Like a Different World. Um, I love it. Mm-hmm. I've also watched the Steve Urkel show. Oh yeah, family, family Matters. matters. Family okay, Matters is really important that. to me. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Girlfriends was always one of my favorite shows. Anything that was on UPN. That yes, just...
0: yo UPN was the jam at one point. Like. Yeah. They had all the shows and then they switched to CW and then all of a sudden it just turned to trash. Yeah.
1: but (laughs) Girlfriends really, really hits me differently. It's just like those, that, that adult friendship in women. And I've always like, it was like, now that I'm older, it's just, I wish it was, I wish it came back on now. Like, you know, just so that. Me too,
0: but you know they have the DVDs on Amazon. I'm actually thinking about purchasing them all to go back and watch it because, girl. Maybe we should do that. That should be our next book club. (laughs) We buy the seasons of Girlfriends and we watch them. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Breakdown. Um, I never, I I still hated the ending, but is it? Oh, the ending was trash. I feel like that's the other part of all
0: these shows. The endings were trash on all these
1: shows. (laughs) Either
0: because they got canceled in the middle of something like really big happening, or they like, you know, maybe it was like a happy ending, but no, all of them had really weird endings and they weren't planned. And it's because, you know, whatever station or- Whatever that they were on just didn't have faith in them anymore, which is crazy. So now we see in television, we see there are actually a lot of black shows happening. I feel like sitcoms are coming back for um, the black community, but the writing is sometimes just not authentic and
1: to you the know, black the characters. Persons. Yeah,
0: like they don't. Yeah, they don't capture the um, cultural nuances. Like I just, I get, it's, I get, it's you know what it is. I feel like it's a black show catered towards white people. Yeah, like black, <laughs> blackish, like girl. Oh I, yeah. I do want to watch Grownish though because people say it's like the younger version of um, a different world and i do want to check that out but yeah yeah Black-ish Black-ish i tried
1: it was it was too gimmicky for me to really okay. get into it and it's, there's nothing wrong with it honestly there it's just like it just didn't maybe because i'm still in that nostalgic kind of phase where i i, mm. I saw how it was done before but i want to see more black family tv shows you know
0: I want to see it all like I was watching Issa Rae's movie what was it called um the one that I had told you to watch on Netflix
1: oh that one I watched before you even said it the funny one with her when she was like I
0: need more black rom-coms because it's so funny like I want to see us represented in these films and I know for like a white person they don't get it they're just like like what's the big deal like it's just television but it's when we read books when we watch movies, when we see TV shows, we are imagining ourselves sometimes in these characters. And growing up or even just as an adult, when you see someone work so hard to, you know, fulfill their dreams or go through a struggle or whatever the case is, when you see that person and they look like you and they face the same struggles that you do, it makes and you see the happy ending it makes you feel like anything is possible, just like a Disney movie. You know, like when you're a little girl and you see these Disney princesses and you see what happens in this plot and this storyline, you're just like, wow, wow, wow. But then when the show comes off, you're just like, well, that was just a fairy tale because that would never happen to me because that doesn't even look like me. You know, that like that experience isn't mine. So when you see people who look like you experiencing things that, or your wildest dreams, it makes it a possibility for you. So that representation is so important and we need more shows like that. You know, we, I, need it's more not writers. Just, we do, but you know what? We have the writers, we have the producers, we just need the opportunities. And mm-hmm. that's the one thing I really love about insecure is that, especially this season. And I don't know if she's done it in past seasons too, but she really gave the cast members opportunities, like to the help episode them well. where, Yeah. Like the episode where um, we saw Molly's point of view when she went on her vacation with Asian Bay, um, Kelly was the one that wrote
1: that she helped with most of the writing and Kelly wrote the one with Issa and Lawrence having that conversation. She wrote that episode. Lawrence de- directed oh Lawrence directed okay yeah you're right yeah. sorry guys yeah no you're right she
0: um wrote that one and then Lawrence directed the one with Molly going on vacation I'm just like she's giving them opportunities not just to be actors and have one title but to sit here and be able to put producer director and stuff on that resume and we saw um we saw Carrie Washington also directed an episode which episode did she direct
1: she directed the one where um, Molly, the, the one after the vacation, when Molly went to speak to Issa at that restaurant, and then okay, and then like, oh yeah, that is she was helping Nathan move and stuff like that.
0: Yes, so I love seeing that, and we need to see that all around. Like, it's not just up to Tyler Perry. I know everyone talks about Tyler Perry Studios in Atlanta and stuff like that, but it's just not just up to Tyler Perry to create these opportunities. We need to see our counterparts, and when we talk about um, systemic racism and um social injustice towards the black community this is what we're referring to like it's embedded in literally everything in our day-to-day so we need our allies who own studios who are writers who are directors who are actors to also speak up for us and say like hey like this role does not have to be a white girl with blonde hair blue eye this doesn't have to be the same a-list celebrity that's in every movie we understand that you guys want to get to the money but Like, hello, we also need to diversify our, you know, our craft and the projects that we're putting together. It makes me happy when we see shows like this. And then also, I don't know if you got a chance to um, watch 20s by Lena Waithe, um, she that is a really great show and it reminds me of also of um, Insecure. It's like I've heard
1: about that. I've been wanting to sit down to and watch it. it.
0: Okay, so you need to watch it this weekend because okay. I'm gonna not harass you every single day. You need to watch it. It's on BET. Um, if you need a link, let me know.
1: By but, the way, um, when she says she's gonna harass me, she literally will harass me, guys. She would. Will...
0: No, I will. Like as soon as we're done, I'll be like sending her like bitch. Here you go. <laughs> well,
1: I think there's just there's just like a sense of we have the writer, we have the talent. A lot of black people in the background write beautiful. Um, Mm. it's just I just need the opportunity what did you learn about yourself after
0: watching this season did the season make you aware of any things that you need to change about yourself at all
1: give us the tea girl um I learned to be more open and communicating my feelings and I've also learned that like it's okay if it doesn't work out and it's okay and I'm happy where I am and I'm gonna be happy where I am and I'm gonna trust the process that's Mm -hmm. what the season has taught me is trust the process and especially when it comes to career and money, you don't need to have what somebody else
0: have. 100%. I think the biggest thing that I've learned this season that um, support is so important for my flourishment and I need to be surrounded by people that support me and who are just, and support me effortlessly. And at the same time as saying that, I also feel like I also need to learn to ask for that support because, you know, you talked earlier about, um, you know, not wanting to ask people for support and some people you don't want to because you know they're not going to do it but I have learned in the last few months especially during this pandemic that you know ask and you show receive I started this podcast and although I haven't announced it yet but after this episode is available obviously I'll have made the announcement it'll be fully launched but from the time I recorded the first episode and I posted it I sent it to all my family and friends and I told them to watch and to listen to it and to also you know, give me five stars and reviews and stuff like that. And majority of them did. And there was a few people who just opened the message, didn't respond back, didn't listen, nothing. A lot of people didn't leave reviews. Some people I hounded and they did. But it's been so nice to see the amount of support that people um, have been giving me. And I don't feel bad about asking them because sometimes people don't know how to support you. They feel like, okay, you have this amount of followers on social media, like you're doing things, so obviously things are working out for you. Like me commenting is a big deal. But when you explain to people that like, hey, you know, I'd really love if you would like like my sponsored post or whatever the case is or listen to my podcast, you know, you don't have to send it to everybody, but if you like it, sure, post it. But that's that's what support looks like to me. And I think it looks like to me. And I think that's important because at the end of the day, nobody can read your mind. So it's important to... Um, explain to people and tell, communicate to people what you need from them because it comes back to like your love languages. When you're in a relationship with a significant other, you know, you guys have different love languages. So I think about that when it comes to supporting people and just your everyday relationships and how you communicate that maybe support to me is listen, maybe support to them is just listening to it. And I they listened. Great. They know what's happening to me. Maybe support for me is no, I want you to listen but I also maybe want you to give me feedback and I also want you to you know leave a review or whatever so other people can see it like we need to communicate what exactly we need from people so that's one thing I learned this season and I've been actively been doing these things and as a result of that I've really been flourishing in my social media game it's been amazing
1: maybe I agree with you like I think I think I should be a lot more open into asking definitely I have a hard time doing it. I don't Me like it.
0: too, because you want to know why? We have this perception that strong black women, we don't need anything. We're independent, blah, 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 blah. And asking for support, that's not weak. That's not begging. That's just asking yeah. for support. It's not a big deal. You know, if people don't do it. They don't do it. And if people, a lot of people may just surprise you and do it. You know, it was just, it all it took was just, all you got to do is ask. So I think it's because think-
1: like, I'm like scared because, like I said, going back is like, like, I, I don't want people to take it the wrong way. Like, oh, look at her coming back for us to, to help her. She's clearly yeah. not doing as good as she's going feeling or thinking, yep. like, you know, and yeah. I don't want that energy. And that's why I get so scared to ask people because it's like they're going to mm-hmm. look at it like they're going to be making fun of me or thinking that, like, oh, I'm begging them for help because, like, because I have this much falling on social media, I'm doing so good. But me coming to them, is like, oh, she's not even that doing that good themselves. Like,
0: I, yeah, I think a lot of people are feeling that way. And I think the thing we need to remind ourselves is that I'm doing so good because the people are supporting me. And at the end of the day, people are going to think or say whatever negative things they want to say. And we just have to be okay with that and just move on. It's like, I asked you, you're making a big deal. I can disengage from this conversation and keep it moving. So that's one of the biggest things I learned this um, season, this series. I'm excited for next season. I haven't heard any things about the dates, but we'll keep you guys posted. If you guys haven't watched it insecure before, definitely do it. Now's a great time. Like we're not doing anything. We're inside. Um, watch insecure, watch all the seasons, uh, give it a watch and definitely watch 20s also on VT. Love that and enjoy and make sure you let us know how you think about it. Final thoughts, where can the people find you, Nancy?
1: They so can find me. I'm updating my website right now, the selfishcolumn.com. So it's going to be coming out soon. You'll see the link on my Instagram page. My Instagram is Nancy Mia. That is N A N C n-a-n-c-y-m-y-m-e-y-a-h And you just connect with me on there. My email is on there as well. I'm always on Instagram. So if you want to DM me, have any questions, come holla at me. That's my favorite place to be
0: love that make sure you guys go ahead and follow nancy and also check her out on instagram and on her blog and subscribe to it once it's launched with the new look and obviously follow me on instagram at tanisha.cherry follow the podcast instagram page cherry lounge podcast also and cherry lounge pod on twitter and also uh, make sure you give us a five-star review screenshot it post it on your social media tag um my account or the cherry lounge podcast and for sure i will be reposting it to my stories and you know i feel like there's with this launch we should do a giveaway uh stay tuned for that and comment like subscribe follow all the jazz <laughs> stay tuned for next episode thank you guys so much for listening i know this is a long conversation i hope you guys enjoyed it definitely give us our feedback and have a great day bye